<laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Morgan. I'm a digital marketing coordinator here at Trademark Productions. Hi, I'm Jalen. I'm also a digital marketing coordinator at Trademark Productions. And thank you for tuning in to the Trademark Productions 301 The Redirect Podcast. 301 The Redirect. Trademark Productions had a podcast a few years ago, and we've decided to bring it back. So this new podcast is where we'll give you the weekly rundown on the latest web and digital marketing topics. If you're new here, here's a little bit about us. Trademark Productions is a web development and digital marketing agency that creates a beautiful world through great functional websites and enticing content to educate our clients to reach business success online. We're excited to share our thoughts and insights with you, and we look forward to your feedback. So we mentioned that we used to have a podcast a few years ago. Uh, What we're going to be doing differently in 2019 and moving forward with our podcast is that we're going to try to include more topics relevant to the entire team rather than just focusing on our web development and SEO efforts. Yeah, we're all really excited to get started this year. And to kick things off, we're going to talk about the Pantone Color of the Year and 2019 design trends with our designer, Lindsay. Hi, my name is Lindsay and I'm a designer here at Trademark. So for our first topic, we are going to talk about the Pantone color of the year. So we had a blog post that came out last week and Lindsay wrote it. She talked about her experience with the color and just her thoughts on it. So Lindsay, if you want to share a little bit of those thoughts with us. Sure, I would love to. So our color of the year this year that Pantone gave us is Living Coral. And I'm very, very excited about it. It is a pink with a really strong orange undertone. And it somehow manages to be very bright and punchy and yet very soft at the same time. You'll notice this really beautiful contrast within the tonality of the color, and I'm really excited to see how designers are able to utilize it throughout the next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pantone describes it as an animating and life-affirming coral hue with a golden undertone that energizes and enlivens with a softer edge. Wow. Yes. (laughs) They have so many cool descriptive words on their website. They also say vibrant yet mellow Pantone 161546 because living coral is apparently just too simple for them. Uh, Embraces us with warmth and nourishment to provide comfort and buoyancy in our continually shifting environment. Like they really went in with the adjectives here. You know, it's something that's really difficult to do, writing about color. It's something that's so purely visual and strictly something that is intaken through your eyes. Definitely. It's super odd to try to qualify that using words or phrases. So Mm -hmm. um, I think Pantone just did an absolutely wonderful job actually putting into words that emotions that this conveys while also kind of drawing out the symbolism that is behind it and the meaning Yeah, so when I first saw the color, when it was first announced, I did not like it. But now, as we've kind of talked about it more and we, um, you know, we're discussing this podcast before recording it, it's kind of grown on me a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. um, I didn't like it at first because I thought it was too pink and not orange enough um, for like a coral shade because I'm not really a pink person, but I really love orange. But I don't know. it's, It's kind of grown on me more as I look at it. Honestly, the first time I saw it, I fell in love with it. It was just like, even though it has pink in it, I'm not a big pink person either, but something about like the light pinks, the rose golds, those kind of like feminine pinks, but not your normal pink are kind of like my favorites. 
I agree with that a lot. And I think that it is a really interesting tone of pink, too, because a lot of times pink can get quartered off into being this very, very feminine Mm -hmm. color where the whole baby room's pink and that kind Mm -hmm. of almost boxes it out from being used in regular design work. Right. And I think this is just really great to get the word about pink out there, that it can be a little bit more than just a baby crib sheet and that it can be used throughout design and throughout the rest of our world. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. So why is the color of the year important? Like, other than just announcing a color of the year, you know, what kind of um, impacts does it have on design overall? Well, us designers kind of like to take a look at it and appreciate it as a tone that it's setting. So last year we had ultraviolet purple, which was super great. And it's supposed to inspire creativity and kind of this very luscious, rich feeling. So you can kind of see that in some of the design work from 2018. Sorry, not 2017. It's 2019 now. Um, But you can see that in a lot of work from 2018 where that color is coming through. So I'm so excited to kind of get a nice brighter Mm -hmm. color in there Mm -hmm. uh, so we can kind of begin to push forward. And it also really tries to convey the effect that humans are having on the ocean. Talking about living coral is something interesting in and of itself. A lot of people don't actually realize that coral is a living organism. It's uh, covered in algaes that grow to create different food sources for fish. So it's really the basis of that whole community, which is among the most biodiverse on the whole planet. So it is really one of our most valued assets Mm -hmm. as uh, humans living here on Earth. And I think it's just so important that we call to attention that it is living and that if it dies, it's going to be just white, bleached, awful, sad. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and this is something I didn't really know about the color of the year when they first announced it. You know, I thought it was just like, oh, this is a color that a lot of designers are going right. to use in I 2019. So yeah, I didn't really know that, you know, there was a deeper symbolism behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's growing on me more because I, I see that now and I'm like, oh, this is actually really cool. You know, I definitely see, you know, the liveliness and, you know, kind of the preciousness of the color, if you can call a color precious. I think that's a really, really good word for it would be precious because mm-hmm. it is, it's something that it, once it's gone, it will be gone forever, foreseeably. So mm-hmm. um, that is something that is very, very precious to our whole you know community of living creatures here on earth. Yeah, definitely. And even speaking on environmentalism, I know here in you know our own office of 12 people, we've been doing a lot recently to kind of you know, be more conscious of our efforts um, towards, you know, recycling and, you know, not wasting things. And um, like even so, when we go out to get lunch every so often, we'll get bags um, to carry our lunches back in. And instead of just throwing them out, we've been saving them for, I know you take them to an art studio to use for clay making. Um, I'll probably take some (laughs) to clean up after my dog. Um, But, you know, we're just trying to, you know, be more conscious and give some of our waste a second life. And I think that's really important as people that work in a digital agency, you know, Mm -hmm. we are trying to take that weight away from using all this paper and everything. We use Mm -hmm. PDFs here, so we're nice and (laughs) ecologically responsible. (laughs) Yeah, I know the printers we have are pretty old, but I don't think anyone's complaining because they don't get much use, No, Um, which is a good thing. You know, we're not wasting paper or ink. ink. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. 
All right. So also in our blog post that we released last week, uh, we talked about design trends that are going to be up and coming in 2019. Uh, so Lindsay, do you want to talk to us a little bit about kind of your take on the design trends? Sure. I'm really excited to see what's coming into 2019. It's always something very standout and super cool, of course. It wouldn't be a trend if it wasn't. <laughs> um, but we're seeing a lot of 3D vector design and not only just vector design, but I've seen a lot of websites that are implementing actual 3D modules into them mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they're exploratory and it's very, very cool. Um, so the caveat with that, though, is that once you move into 3D, it is much more time consuming and it's also a lot more difficult to create a certain level of verisimilitude that you want in your illustration. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit more thought that goes into it. But I think that the result is well worth the invested time. Yeah, I think, you know, especially as computer processors are, you know, able to handle more data, I think we're going to see a lot more 3D on the web um, since, you know, our devices are going to be able to handle it. I'm very excited. I mean, there's so many possibilities, even just with navigation alone, to do Definitely. spinning cubes or spheres, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. The possibilities are really endless. Mm -hmm. So another really great thing that we're seeing kind of coming about in 2019 and obviously the end of 2018 was kind of the driver of it is a parallax effect with our photos so you'll notice that a lot of images will be solid state in the background but as you scroll content and information scrolls right over the picture but it remains still so mm -hmm. this creates a really interesting depth effect within your websites so it feels like there's actually layers there and that it's not just an image but it's something that's working in the background mm -hmm. to help you understand the information and I think this is really really great it is integrating really cool with some of the bolder typography that we're seeing mm -hmm. this year as well and it's just creating a really punch out big uh, especially for banners I've been seeing this yeah. a lot it really creates a nice impact when you go through that first initial scroll of your page right yeah. And I think it's subtle enough, too, because sometimes you won't even notice it depending on what picture it is. But then as you scroll back up or if you scroll back down, then you'll see it, you'll notice it, and then you'll start to see more of it um, when you go to other websites. Mm -hmm. It kind of encourages you to kind of play around with the web page, too, mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, there's some cool features here. It's like it's kind of like finding an Easter egg in a right. video game. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, like, let me play around with this. This is kind of cool and exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. I think anything that encourages the average user to be exploratory is something that's just fantastic because there's a lot of little thought that goes into website design that, um, yeah, a lot of people can't really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, animations, little hover effects and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I just think that if this draws out any interest in that, that, that is just wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then another really... I'm not sure how I feel about this trend. I'm kind of on the fence about it, but mm -hmm. it's being called Helveticization or corporatization of logos. So mm -hmm. you'll notice that a lot of really playful, maybe script or serif logos are having their bits cut off. And they're Rest in peace, Comic Sans. <laughs> so you'll notice that a lot of our little serif friends and little kicks on the ends of our scripts are getting booted for Helvetica-type fonts, which are just very strong sans-serif fonts with a high X height, meaning that 
the lowercase letters are very tall in comparison to the capitalized letters in comparison to a lot of other fonts. So they're subsequently a lot more readable because of that. So Mm -hmm. using for web and that kind of thing is just really great to use those high X height fonts. So I think that's one of the big reasons that we're seeing that. But also we want to be seen as something professional, right? We want Mm -hmm. our entity to be reputable. Um, So logo design is that first initial introduction into the business. So when you have a font like, for instance, MailChimp was using a script font before, and Mm -hmm. it relays a certain tone about the business. The script font tends to make it feel a little bit more playful, if not unprofessional. So I think that is a big reason why we see a lot of these larger entities conforming is just because they want to have that brand. Yeah, definitely. I think there's more of a longevity to to fonts that, you know, are a little bit less, you know, curly whirly and script like. Um, like, for instance, you know, Helvetica, the font was created, I think, in the 70s. I thought it might even be the 60s. Yeah, I, I know it's been around for a while and it's still used and it still, you know, looks current and, you know, trendy to use. I know, you know, probably the biggest example of Helvetica being used is the New York City subway stations. Um, they all use Helvetica and, you know, I think it's because it's readable, it's clean enough to where I think you know, they don't have to worry about changing out their signs every 10 years when, you know, it just looks like it was stuck in the 70s or mm-hmm. wherever it was created. So I think that's another reason that a lot of brands are going more towards these, you know, blocky fonts that are, you know, sans serif. Um, I don't know all the font words, but I think I'm, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing it right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's another reason for it. It's just the longevity of the font. I agree. And, you know, it's really interesting. You'll look at those kind of fonts and even things like Garamond, which is a serif, but they've mm-hmm. been around for hundreds of years and it's pretty incredible the staying power that they have. So I think that it's interesting that this trend is kind of an homage to the past in a way where mm-hmm. we're kind of going back to this old font that has been around for a really long time. But, you know, tried and true. If it works, it works. Right. Yeah. History does repeat itself. So Definitely. that's very true. So, with this helveticization of a lot of our fonts being used, and I mean, I mean, I say logo design, but really across the board, you really don't see much copy anymore on websites that's in a serif font. It's almost all in sans serif now just mm-hmm. because of the readability. Mm-hmm. And you're going on iPads, iPhones, who knows what your clients are using. So you want it to be as readable as possible. So I think that's another reason. And we're also seeing this really awesome trend that I love, uh, which is bold typography. And it is very standout, large letters, some gridding can be involved in it. And Mm -hmm. I think that the bold typography can leave a real lasting impact on your viewers, especially when we're talking about things like parallax and that kind of thing. It really just... Mm -hmm exemplifies what's so awesome about your type and I think that we should just continue to really push that out definitely and that goes hand in hand with Helvetica too because Helvetica is quite a bold font Mm -hmm. um you know it's simple and it's clean but it does you know leave an impact Absolutely. And what's so nice about it is once you get everything in capitals, it has like a really nice line. You don't have Mm -hmm. a whole lot passing below the descender because it is that sans serif. So you get this really nice consistency when you blow it up really big. Mm -hmm. And it creates almost a design in and of itself outside of just being font. It becomes a line or a shape as well. So Mm -hmm. it's being used in multiple ways. And something that isn't quite a trend, but we're noticing within 2019, and this is 
due to the vast advancement of technology in recent years is that design and illustration is becoming much more accessible to people everywhere. If you have an iPad, even if you have an iPhone, you can download apps like Procreate, Sketch, Draw, and you can mm. really create some beautiful graphics. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You no longer need those, you know, three, four hundred dollar Wacom tablets to, you know, get anything done. You can just, you know, use your iPad, which they're still expensive, but at least, you know, they have more than just one single use. Right. Um, so, you know, really anyone who has an iPad, you know, now can learn to illustrate and, you know, actually have professional tools that they're able to use and um, which I think is good for students as well. You know, there's not as large of a barrier to entry with design and illustration anymore. Yeah, the programs are actually really pretty intuitive as well. And like you're saying that barrier, and there is a huge barrier when you start to use Creative Cloud mm -hmm. if you've never used it before. There is a lot of weird little stuff that happens that, you know, if your fonts and metrics, it's just not going to look like, and you're just not going to figure it out if you just don't notice which to mm -hmm. optical. Mm -hmm. And it's just you know, these little nuances. And I just think it's so great that more people are going to be able to be creative and share their creativity and illustrations with the world. And, you know, maybe there's an even new website design back to that 3D vector design. This gives more designers the opportunity to play with that on a format that's not, you know, a $5,000 a year Autodesk subscription. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of design trends, talking to my wonderful marketing friends here, um, we are also experiencing this great resurgence in writing. And we're realizing just how important writing is in mm -hmm. design, because if your writing's not good, they'll look at the design. Wow, that looks great. Dive a little deeper and realize, wow, there's no depth here at all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I always say, um, you know, you can have a really great design or art direction for a project, but if it doesn't deliver on what you're trying to do, it's pointless. Um, there's a great example that um, I learned from a speaker that we had in college um, that worked on the Kmart Ship My Pants, Ship My Pants campaign that they did. And while it, it went viral, you know, it was really funny. It was clever. It was refreshing to see from kind of a stuffy old brand that your weird aunt goes to to buy Christmas presents. Um, so it was exciting in that sense. However, it didn't deliver. They didn't see any substantial increase in sales. No one was actually using the ship to home feature that they started offering. It was just a viral campaign that got their name out there, but it didn't actually deliver any results. There was no return on investment for them, which relates back to this and how you can have a great design, but if the content isn't what your audience is looking for, they're not going to stay for very long. Mm -hmm. I agree. You really have to tailor whatever it is that you're doing to the demographic that you're trying to reach. So, you know, in Kmart's case, again, that is kind of like your stuffy aunt that just wants to go grab her stuff and get out. And I don't mm -hmm. know with it's in kind of it, it's very surprising to me with such a awesome branding thing. I think that's mm -hmm. just hilarious. That would totally work for me if um, Kroger did that with like, their click lists. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that's really a good point to point. A really good thing to point out is that, you know, you just have to really write for your demographic and mm -hmm. you just have to be very persistent about understanding who your audience is. Definitely. All right. Well, we are nearing the end of our podcast. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us today. Um, I definitely uh, enjoy talking about all the different, you know, design trends mm -hmm. and the Pantone color of the year, which is still growing on me a little bit. But yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? 
I'm very excited for 2019, everything that it has to hold. I'm really looking forward to seeing all these new design trends go into action and to possibly be able to utilize some of that living coral in my own designs. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Bye. Na, 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 na. <laughs>